talking music, building businesses, and the grit in the journey. We're Skriz and Adam, and welcome to The Rise. We are rolling. We're back. Back at yeah, Look at us. So I want to... Uh, I want to touch on something that we talked about very briefly last episode. For sure. Totally. So last episode, I asked you about in the first five sure. seconds, is it normal to know if a song is going to be a hit or not? Or at least if you're going to like it or not. Not if it's For going to sure. be a hit or not, but am I going to like it or not? But yeah, yeah. Yeah. So with that in mind, I, I want to dig a little bit deeper into that because I, we were just talking off camera sure. about... Uh, you know, when, when, and I do a variety of different things from real estate to advising, working with startups, building tech companies, mm-hmm. whatnot. But I was telling you about one of the real estate projects we're looking yes. at and how we're able to buy it at a certain price with the for goal sure. of for sure. you know, so selling it out at a bigger price. I can recap it real quick for, we had a conversation off, uh, off camera and off mic. And essentially he was just explaining that there was a very high end property I mean, he was, it was more even like it wasn't a business conference. You were kind of just like saying like, this is exciting. Like there's a right. very fancy high-end property and you're going to do all these things and you plan on getting a financier, whatever the term is, uh, and uh, acquiring the property and making a profit off it. And I, I thought it was really interesting. I was like, if you're already talking about it being so high-end and so expensive, how is there an opportunity there? And that, that led to how do you how do you identify that? You sure. know what I mean? So I'll flip it back at you. So in, in, in the real estate world, let's say like how, cause I, I would have no idea to do it. Literally as someone who doesn't work in real estate at all, I would have no idea to say this $1.2 million house I could sell for two. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so, it's, so to, to dig into that a little bit. So my partner and I, our, our whole thesis with it is you want to buy it for a third, then you want to put an additional third into improvements Got it. So improving the property in some way that could be like building a nice driveway into it. And just so I, just so everyone's clear in real estate, a lot of what I do is around land development. So not always is there a house on the property. A lot of times it's just like vacant land, like woods that you would normally see. So I'm going to stop you for a quick second. There is um, in music, we call it A&R, which is artist and repertoire. There, there is, you, 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 for example, you sign an artist who's a great singer and then the A&R team or the management team applies artist development which Mm. is essentially like pairing you with the right producer and the right songwriter and getting the right vocal coach and developing you so there's a component of that i am now on camera and on mic just understanding this okay perfect yeah so So that extra third goes into like everything from basically beautifying it making improvements like what you just talked about just in the real estate world and then the additional third is what you want to make the profit for so it's a very simple system where you know hey we have to buy it for a third we're going to put an additional third that's going to go into marketing sure. and making that property the best possible property. And then that additional third, that's what we expect to make in profit. Understood. So there isn't, there has to be an art form. There is an art form to, to what you're putting in is going to be not proportionate with what you're getting back. You have to be getting back even more. What is the key to that? How do you describe that? Because I'm having a hard time understanding that. It's, it's like... If I put down $100,000 and I'm creating $100,000 more value, shouldn't I get $100,000 back? And you're saying, no, you should get two hundred back. Yeah. So a big thing is you always want to buy an undervalued asset. Sure. And how... Oh, I get that part. But I'm saying for the, the development part, mm-hmm. why... It's like, it's like I buy a house, I spend $100,000 on an addition to the house. Sure. Why is the house now worth twice as much? Sure. Well, it's like with anything, you know, just because you put a dollar into it doesn't mean that the perceived value is a dollar either. Okay. You know, it's all about what the buyer perceives. So you could put a... Let's Built you, hype. Exactly. Let's say you build this gorgeous 
10 acre pond on this property. So you buy this property, it already has a house on it and you build this beautiful pond with this great garden around it and you build this really nice driveway and this trail that walks you around this pond and you know you have all these great you throw a bunch of interesting fish in this pond sure. like you really do it up you make Can it I look beautiful one sec? please so i think the value is almost in which is what it should be apples to apples the value is in you having the vision you know what i mean the value is more in the Untangible. The value is not in the rocks and the water and the koi pond. The value is not there. The value is in you having the vision to take a seven house and turn it into a ten. And the assets to make it a ten are a factor, obviously, that you factor in. But it's more that you had the expertise and the vision to get it there. Because the truth of the matter is, like, I'm trying to think. Is like, I'm trying to think of a parallel in music. It's like, I mean, the idea for the song is damn near the most important thing. I mean, mm -hmm. going to the producer and paying them 15K to produce it out or whatever, like... But you also want to know the comps. Like, that's the other big thing that I think sure. would relate to uh, music, too. Like, let's say you're looking at a neighborhood and okay. you're just buying one piece of... Let's let's even just use more traditional real estate where you're buying a house. Okay. If the whole neighborhood is filled with homes that are worth 150 grand, I don't care how beautiful you make that last home in there, you still ain't going to sell it for much more than 150 grand. So you still have to understand what the comparables are in the area. So what other, thing, other things are selling for so that you can build towards that comp. But that's when we look at our alg algorithm that we built, like we got to make sure that it's always falls in line where even if we do build the most beautiful koi pond, it's not going to take something sure. that's shitty into gold. Got it. Like I would think for you guys, you know, in the music world. I'm, try I'm trying to come up with a parallel. I can't. What but think about like, like a 40 second song. Sure. Like, you might have a one, there might be a few Grand Slam 40 second songs that no, have made tons any. and tons of money. There aren't any. Right, there's none. So like you can spend as much time, energy, making the most insane 40 second song, but it still is never going to be, you know, Tiny Dancer. Yes, of course. It's a good point. It's a good point. Okay, so you were saying you have a computer system. This is like actual like spreadsheet numerics. Does that more have to do with like, like I, I'm like the Warren Buffett checklist of 10, 10 things. Does that have more to do with that? Or is it literally lumber prices or what, what, mm -hmm. what is it? Is it more have to do with essentially more? Does it have more to do with like meeting prerequisites and standards or is it more have to do with like finite numbers? Yeah. So a mixture of both. It's all like prerequisites. Like it's a, basically a checklist that we go through. Sure. And then based on that checklist, it spits out a number for what we think we can make an offer for this property. And as long as we fall within a certain range, we'll have a conversation with them. And we know, hey, they're asking 18 mil, but we have to buy this for 12 mil if we want to even get, be in the game. If we yeah. want to be in the game. So if we're talking to them and they're not, they don't want to budge at all, we're not going to do it. But if they're willing to go down to 12 mil or 13 mil, great. Or if they're willing to finance it in a different way, which is probably a deeper part of this conversation, we could maybe do more, but we have to be a little more strategic in how we get the money. My question is, why don't these people ever just partner with you and then split the profit? Which sometimes they could, like that that's owner financing. Yes. So sometimes they'll say, hey, we'll do owner financing or hey, just sell the property and anything you sell for above a certain threshold, that's yours. So th those are always great for it's us. It's a good gig. Yeah, well, it's a that's great a good gig. Goodie. It's a great gig for both. No risk. Right. There's there's no risk for us. Yes. And for them, it's the downside for them is they don't get the cash right away. Like a lot of people when they're selling, they want the cash today yeah. or as quick to today as they can. But for us, we love it because we don't have to 
get someone to give us $12 million, which is going to make us give up 60 or 30 or 80 or 20%, whatever the percent is, we have to give that up. Where if they're going to finance it, then it's like, all we need to get is the marketing dollars, which you could do in a strategic way too. Of course. So that's always, we always look for deals like that too. That's part of the checklist is is owner financing available. And then you you build up. And just flip it. Yeah. Just build a lot of capital within the company that you keep for just funding these things. Right. And then you just cake in. I like that. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, we were talking also, we went from real estate to just talking about some of the startups that I look at or talk to or small businesses. And for you, when you when you listen to a, a song or meet a new artist, sure, you know, how quickly do you know and how do you know sure. if they're going to be high quality or if you just, or if they sure. just don't have it? So the, uh, regarding a song, as someone who works in music, I am beyond unqualified to do that. That's like by far not my forte. I can't call a hit record if my life depends. Interesting. On. So, like when you when you hear a song, you have no I idea. I have no idea. So you know if you like it, obviously, but you don't I know, know if, if I like the it, mainstream will I like don't, it. Doesn't mean anything. Like I right. love pop music. I love music that no one listens to. You know. Right. So I'm definitely not qualified to answer that. But there are people that like the Clive Davises of the world that know the song and give it to the right artist, then it's the biggest thing on earth. So I'm not qualified to even answer that. I'm sure there are people that I could we can bring in hopefully that can answer that question for you. Um, we should get that. Yeah, I actually know some people off of mine that are good at that sort of thing. Um, for me, I think I'm definitely better at identifying like talent in the sense like an artist that hasn't done hundreds of millions of streams but could. You know what I mean? And like identifying like what they're missing. Um, but I think that has a lot to do with like the Warren Buffett checklist where it's like for me – and that's a hard question because the number one question is like do they make good music? And the answer can be no. You know what I mean? Sure. The answer can be no, but it's like they have to be close to making good music. You know what I mean? Like I would rather see an artist make a seven song, like a seven out of ten, a seven a seven every other week. If they can do that, they're on to something. You know what I mean? Was the consistency? Consistency. Or what? I, I, I think an artist who has consistency is much, 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 much more valuable. You know what I mean? So let me ask you this then. Do you, because I, I know this when I talk to startups, yeah. and sometimes I feel like I could be a little harsh because I know about how harsh. much of a pup I was. And like, you, just, you look back and I'm like, I was such a fucking pup. Like I knew sure. nothing. I didn't realize how I didn't know nothing. Um, but like, so when I talk to a startup, there's certain questions that they'll ask or certain comments that they'll make where I'm not going to tell them unless I need to for whatever reason. But I'm, I know in the back of my head, I'm like, uh, you're a pup. You're not ready. Not that you can't do in the future, it. but right now you just, you just ain't ready. Got it just like I wasn't, but do you ever have that where you talk to a new artist and just the, the, the way they're talking or the questions they're asking? Oh, like hundred percent of the time. What, what would you say I'm, is like I'm a big disqualifier? Very, what? What would you say are some certain disqualifiers that they might say or do where you're like, nah, you just, you ain't ready. doesn't mean you can't ever do it, but you just ain't ready right now. Lack of open-mindedness. Mm. You know what I mean? I think being a new artist means knowing that you don't know what you're doing, but being Work ethic is by far the most important thing. They're going to work like work ethic means solving problems. Everything in life is solving problems. Like your job is to get the job done. If the job getting done is getting 100 million streams on your album, figure it out. I don't know. So it's like work ethic, lack of work ethic is an absolute ruler. But more so that like someone thinks they know what they're doing and 10% chance maybe they are right. But the odds are they're probably not, you know? But then on that though, at least... You know, you look in the music industry and at least from what I not, I'm not inside of it. Sure. So like, I can't say this for certain, Sure. but I feel like all those big artists that we all know about, 
Like, isn't there a bit of like cockiness oh, or course. overconfidence, which you almost need of course. to make it in that world? I mean, like Kanye West will be like insanely arrogant when he was literally a nobody, but he also could play you Jesus Walks. You know what I mean? Right. Actually, the fun fact is when he played in everyone Jesus Walks, everyone shat on it. So Interesting. So I don't know. I mean, there's a difference between being like cocky and confident and being like reasonable. Does that make sense? Sure. Like, I definitely want someone to be confident. Like, someone should, like, an artist has to be confident. If they're not confident, they're fucked. Well, dig into the reasonable. Reasonable meaning, like, like, like shit doesn't go your way. Or what do you mean? Practically, when, like, shit doesn't go your way, because it's not going to go your way 90% of the time, like, that you know how to deal with it, and that you're going to roll with the punches, and that you're going to have thick skin, and you're not going to buckle under pressure and cry like a little girl. Like, right. So, does that make sense? Yeah, like, like, just because you're really cocky doesn't mean you're not really sensitive. So you kind of got to be like, it all comes down to logic. It's like, you are a fighter, so you are confident, but you also realize you got to train like a motherfucker. Right. And you also got to realize- Respecting the game, respecting the Respecting opponent. the game, exactly. Like, understanding that you're going to get knocked down. Right. You know what I mean? And a lot of things like that. I think a hard one is like when the music isn't good enough and they think the music's good enough. Right. And that's like a immediate outlier. So you have to be like, I don't think the music's good enough, but I think it can be. And I think if we all work together, like if someone, if I were to work with an artist, my job is to make the music better. I work on the music. I'm not great at visuals or marketing. I'm not great at any of those things. I'm great at music. I'm not great at music. I'm okay at music. But I work on music, you know? Right. And uh, if they can't handle that, or like even that, like there's room for improvement, you know? When, when you're saying that, it's making me think of Kobe. And, you know, Kobe, He people could say he's cocky or overconfident or any of that stuff. Sure. But Kobe he was able to be that confident or he was able to have that edge because he put in the work. Like he was there before anyone else. He was there after everyone For else. Sure. Like he was doing all the shit that even the best in the world weren't, weren't doing. So it gave him that callous to have the confidence to, to believe that he could if do I find all an artist crazy that, that is doing all those things and immediately, you know, so that's you like, you just know it. Right. You just know. I mean, like if you're putting out that great work and you're still overworking or outworking everybody else, yeah. like that's 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 probably why you know Kanye or Jay Z or any oh, of these people sure. have that confidence because they know like I'm doing shit that I know you're not. I mean doing. that's the joke they always say like during like all those like those kind of dark PR years for Kanye where it was like saying crazy shit and like but like okay this is where we're gonna polarize people but I don't care like was he wrong he he'd mm. say he'd say like. He was like, he was in debt at a certain point because he was funding all these fashion companies and they were bombing. And he's like, honestly, like looking back on those fucking interviews, it's like he was in the hole like 35 million. I think Kim ended up bailing him out or something like that. And he's like asking everyone to give him money. And he's like on TV and he's on radio and he sounds absolutely nuts. Well, his fashion brand is now worth $3 billion. If I had $30 million, I invested in him at that point in time, I'd be a rich motherfucker. Right. So was he wrong? Well, it's the crazy ones that No, do. he like, wasn't wrong. You know, you, you look at all these people, like the, the real world changers, they all are fucking nuts. And they're nuts for a reason. Yeah. Like they're, they, they believe in this massive thing, but it's not, they're just, they're not just saying it. Mm -hmm. Like Kanye was saying that, but it was all backed by something. Oh, for sure. And when he talks about being the greatest artist on earth, I mean, that's obviously a subjective question. But in terms of the conversation of greatest artists on earth, yeah, it's on. There's no question about it. Like, I mean, in my opinion, he is. I mean, the Rolling Stones had Mick and Keith. Like, the Beatles had Paul and John and George and Ringo. Kanye was just Kanye. He it's was. Not, I he did, love Kanye. He Kanye did it by himself. Guy. So Kanye, he, if you're shouting, you're, I, you're on here. We've got your back. Totally. He was one of my. So 
I mean, you know this, but my, my dad yeah. worked in radio for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so he, he would always have these big concerts in, in New York City. You know, it's called Jingle Ball Jingle in Zootopia. Ball, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was one of his last Jingle Balls. He knew it was going to be his last 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 time there because he was leaving the company. Uh-huh. Um, and we would always go to those big concerts. He would always take us backstage, have us so meet a lot of great people. Um, and this was the last year. I was feeling kind of sick, so I wasn't going to go to it. You got to go. And it was like right after Gold Digger came out. And that was uh-huh. my favorite song which is amazing he was playing all those radio shows yeah. back then he was everywhere he was the best and my dad knew that and he was like Adam just please come to the show please come so I was like okay fine I went to the show and he's like Adam come backstage with me that's awesome. went backstage all of a sudden Kanye comes out of nowhere he's like oh little Rosen that's you know, gives me a hug I was like you got, Kanye you dapped it up with you're the best Kanye West wow. and the best part about that it that was too, peak Adam that was, that was, that was peak yeah the, the best slash worst part about it is this was back in the day where it's like you didn't, everyone didn't have a phone so it's like you take it on a digital camera or whatever it was, have no idea where that picture is. No idea. No! No idea. Uh, but I'm going to meet Kanye again. He's, he's not going to remember it at all. He's not going to remember but it. But it doesn't We're matter. Kanye, I love you, Kanye. Uh, You'll yeah. always have a special place so in my I, heart. I, I think back to the original topic. If you meet someone like Kanye, <laughs> you don't ask questions. You just, <laughs> just, you just say, like, let's get to work. Yeah. No, I think it's sure. most, it's more, it's, it's so... It's actually people more with the opposite personalities, the people mm. that are more insecure, that are more lazy, that are more unsure. To be honest, like this is the thing, like I don't know, I don't want to talk shit on the the musicians of the world. Most musicians, I don't know what they do all day. I literally have no idea what they do all day. So that's interesting. Walk me through like what a day, what a what a day, just even a day. I know you do a lot of different shit, not just music, but walk me a day in the life of Scrizz. And then it's a totally me... different podcast. I feel like. I mean, it's just like. Well, let's tease it right now, and then I'm up at we'll nine. have another podcast. We'll we'll dig more into. I'm at the gym. I mean, it just depends. I mean, some nights I'm literally being flown to Iowa to play in someone's backyard and then go right. back. But I mean, for me, every day is about like nine to nine a.m. to like ten eleven, and it's the whole. And day. how much of it is spent on music, and like what parts of that it's music? Always, it's always music. It's all music. I mean, there's a lot of, lot of phone calls going on, like a lot. But it's all music. What would you say if you were to break down like percentage of creative time versus percentage of like business time for music? Just speak, speaking specifically time for music. Is just me driving. Okay, so I think people don't know is how much I do like making music, and that means performing too. Like you were making music. Right. Most of my time is made making music. So which I think was interesting. I'm not creative? comparing myself to Elon Musk, but the Elon Musk explained that like he's this business genius. It's like no, I'm like engineering all day. Right. You know what I mean? So it goes back to like, like music's the one thing I like after this, I'm going to another studio in Edison and I'm recording vocals all night. Interesting. So like my job is making music and, and for me, like, you know, like making rock records is really time consuming. It's a lot of, uh, just really time consuming and it's a really thorough process. So it's like, you want to get 20 of those done a year. Like, you know, it's uh you gotta, you're shuffling a lot of records at once. You, you know, one of the things that's different about you, like we talked about, is you enjoy the business side, I think, probably more than most artists do. Yeah, I would definitely say most. But even for you, it sounds like maybe 20% or 10% is focused on business. Do you want to spend more time on business or would you rather spend all day, every day on creative? Um, business. Like, I'm never in front of a computer, if that makes sense. Like, we have, like, a front room and, like, that would be a great office. But, like, I mean, it's, it's always spent on music. And your um, business is more about like talking with your business partners, strategy, for me, like long-term. my business, I'm so, 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 so blessed. And I, I spent my life kind of maneuvering myself to get in this position. But like my, all my business stuff is just like, 
is being creative. Like everything is right. my ideas. Like like the bone business I was telling you about, like that just was like I'm not rolling up my sleeves, closing deals. I mean, I go over legal paperwork and like I check people, but like for me, I just come up with the idea. You know, so I'm a big and that's the way I am musically too. Like I was at a studio with another artist yesterday and like I wasn't on the computer. I'm just like I'm uh we call it couch producer. You just kinda like you just kind of orchestrate the way things flow, you know? And there's that's kind of the way I am with any business. Mean, like you're just someone else. There's in like front. maybe someone on guitar and there's maybe someone on the drums. And like, I'm, I mean, I'm a singer. I'm most known for that. So when I chime in musically, I, I chime in a lot with that. I mean, I know how to play most instruments too. So I can be like, oh, like let's, let's move that chord over there. Like, let's, let's do that there. It's like, no, 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 no. But then I'm, I also, I know a little bit of everything. So I can be like, okay, we're going to low pass the whole thing. We got to make it like sound like it's underwater, like in a sample. And then, then you put the big clap and drum on it, you know? So, um, that's, that's kind of where, where I'm at. Like nothing is, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I have tons of notes in my phone for like album budgets and like, it's like, if we're going to do this radio campaign in Europe, then we can't do this because we don't have enough money. Or it's like, if we're going to take this loan, this is how we're like, I don't know what, what do actual business people, I mean, I like, <laughs> that's, that's a actually a really good question. Good I don't really question. know. Like. I guess like so it's more of like a CEO mindset, even though. Yeah, what do most business people? Do I mean, I understand fun. like people in finance, yeah. they're crunching yeah. numbers all day. Sure. I mean, crunching numbers in music isn't going to get me anywhere. Right. It's not going to get this. Not, it's irrelevant. I mean, well, that's the, the thing is like, and I used to fall in this trap. Like I was like, if I'm not on my computer, I don't feel like I'm really working. Sure. Where it's like, no, like you got to get in the right headspace to be creative and to get your energy right so that you can execute as best as possible when you are doing whatever that work is. Oh, of course, of course. I'm kind of backtracking, like. If you, so you envision Grizzly spending 50% of his day doing business, what does that mean? Well, it could just be a phone call. Like, so, well, that call. is, I'm on the phone all day. Like, I'm definitely, like, not a good friend or not a good person to be around because I am on the phone sure. the whole day. Um, um, I, I don't even see it as business. I see it as just, like, I just oversee my career and, like, like. Well, that is the business side of it, though. You just know what's the right decision and what's the wrong decision. And like, so, I mean, I guess like a lot of artists, I mean, th that goes back to what I was saying, like what do artists do all day? Like, right. I think they just trust. I mean, I know a lot of people personally, they just trust other people to take care of it. I'm like, you're not checking their work. Like, right. I, that, that, that's, that leads to my next question around that would be like, so they're not doing anything. Does that mean, is that because they're just doing 100% of their time trying to write no, and I perform don't think they good are. music? That's well, that's the point I'm trying to say is like my volume, like I produce over a hundred songs a year. And then, like, I know other artists that just have their artist career and they're releasing five songs a year. So I'm going to come out and say it. What the fuck are you guys doing? Like, you're grown-ass men. Like, what do you do all day? Like, literally, what do you do all day? We should get an artist that fits that and bring him on the podcast. I'm sure there's a lot of them that are very successful. And I'm like, sure, lay out Isn't by the Isn't that pool. kind of the dream? You know, like... I mean, is that the dream? Honestly, like, I was thinking the other day, I was laying in bed, like, taking a nap, and I was having, like, an anxiety attack the entire time. I'm like... I am not making progress right now. I right. am napping. This feels awful. So like I'm addicted to progress for sure. Um, right. But that all, I've seen the negative side of that too because in a lot of ways I'm I'm very similar to that. Sure. Like if I'm not if I'm not physically working, I feel like I'm not being productive, but that also I also don't think that's the best way to do it anymore. So I drive a lot. I drive a lot. And driving is like my big 
I hate to compare it to Bill Gates because everyone hates Bill Gates right now. Yeah, All the not, sketchy shit's coming out not, about yeah, him. That, he's a bad dude. Yeah, but Bill Gates always talked about like doing these retreats where he would let his mind like recalibrate, and that's like driving for me. So, where like, where were his retreats? I have no idea. Some weird oh uh, Epstein's Island probably. <laughs> yeah, some sketchy shit. Don't come after us. I didn't say yeah, it. Sorry, Gates. You know that was that was that was crazy. We'll get you on the podcast. We'll, that's true. We, we should we, get Bill. We'll on the get Bill on the podcast. Get a good PR campaign running for Bill. I like that. We'll get so. Bill. Bill yeah. on the podcast Bill, and maybe yeah. Bill you're in the right on all this I'm sure right yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway I want to tie this back before sure. we hop off yeah um, so bringing it back to the original question sure like really the whole thing is what's the opportunity that you see that you can actually capitalize on whatever the field is whatever the opportunity is so, so for you when you look at like whatever for me there's two at, angles I can see with an artist I would say Number one, can I improve their music and can I improve their ability to be an artist? And two, which is actually the more common one, is they don't know how to release music and get it out there and they don't know the channels and they don't know the processes and they don't know it's as simple as just writing an email every Monday and like teaching them that. Mm. Those are the two places I can improve. Like outside of that, I don't like, I don't, I don't have much to offer, you know? What I love about that is like, I think a lot of times, especially when we're young, yeah, we just try to do a little bit of everything and, and say we can do everything, mainly based out of insecurity. Okay. Where it's like the older we get, the more we know what our lane is. Yeah. And we just want to stay in our lane and be become the best, best in your at lane. that lane. Yeah. Um, and that's what you just said right there. It's like, you know your lane, you know where you can add a lot of value. If it ain't in that lane, like you stay away. 